Welcome to the Business of You podcast. I am your host, Rachel Gogos. This podcast is dedicated to helping you uncover how to turn your big idea into big business and grow your personal brand into the business of your dreams. Each week, I'll talk to founders of all kinds of businesses, exploring how they launched and grew their companies. Behind every successful business is an epic journey, one that can serve as a roadmap to help you grow yours. The Business of You is all about frank conversations and unique business wisdom for the entrepreneur. It's a chance to tune into the story behind the brand and retrace the path of those who walked this road before you so you can pave your own road to success. Welcome to The Business of You. Welcome back to The Business of You. This is part two of the 100th anniversary episode of The Business of You podcast with none other than Jeff Walker. I enjoyed my conversation with Jeff so much. He was such a fascinating storyteller and so easy to speak with. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode where we go much more deep behind the scenes of his various mastermind programs and uh, another program that actually I didn't ever hear about before today's episode and also what Jeff would have done differently had he started his business today. Uh, Enjoy this episode of The Business of You and learning more about Jeff Walker. Please share this episode with a friend or family member that you think would enjoy this episode, especially people uh, just launching and growing businesses or people who are going to launch a product. There is nobody better than Jeff Walker to learn from on launching a product. His PLF program launches once per year, but his book Launch is out and available through Amazon. It is a wealth of information on launching, and I highly recommend you buy it. And of course, his podcast is launching called Dare to Launch. So you can tune into that on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts and reap the rewards of Jeff's many years of experience launching products to the market. Where are you seeing online business? Any um, shifts in it, say, these last two or three years or um, direction that is surprising you from from what you're seeing? And I know you recently had a launch just a couple months ago, uh, one of your most successful ones you mentioned in a, in a decade. Uh, so, in, you know, any lessons you've learned from that that combine to the first part of the question in terms of like business trends and, and yeah. evolution? Yeah, I mean... Well, certainly, you know, it seems like every aspect of the world is ra- radically changed with the yes. pandemic. I mean, yes. you know, it's hard to think of any aspect of life that wasn't impacted in some way by right. the pandemic. And um, so uh, what happened in my, so we do these launches and in the launches, we deliver pre-launch content that just leads people into wanting to buy from us. That's, that's the peel off in one sense. And excuse me. And so the the mechanism to deliver that content, you know, back in 1996 was email. And then eventually we had email and then we had blogs and then we had online audio and then we had social media and then we had ugly screen capture video and then we had full motion video, but it was barely worked. And, and 
And we've evolved through every one of these tools. When I say we, it's me and my team and my coaches and the whole and the PLF community, the Product Lunch Formula community. We we've every time one of these tools comes out, we're like, oh, we'll use that one, we'll use that one, we'll use that one. And so we've evolved over time. And so in you know, made the switch to video, really video focused launches in about 2010. Then in 2014, we made the jump to really beautiful cinematic video, just gorgeous video, mm-hmm. highly produced. And then I think it was in about 18. I'm going to say 18, we jumped to live broadcasts. So I started doing live broadcasts. And and all this is crazy because, you know, I I started as, you know, stay-at-home dad with this, started the business from the baby's changing room. Um, The thing that, you know, for the first eight years I was in business, there wasn't even a picture of me online to sort of think I'd become someone that was on video and then someone that was doing live broadcast. It was just Never could have conceived of that when I started. But anyways, we made the shift to live broadcast. And we were doing fairly high production, live broadcast, multi-cameras. Um, you know, we do, I do three-hour streams and just have people show up and stay the entire time. And and so that was fantastic. And, and, and it set us up. We Luckily, we were in a perfect spot for the pandemic because what happened in the pandemic is like, mm. It got hard to produce video yes. because, because everyone was separate, right? And and all of a sudden, everyone was going on Zoom and going live. And well, hello, we had already done that like two years before. So we'd gotten practiced at that. So um, pandemic happens and and we're perfectly positioned. We're doing these live casts. Um, it worked out really, really well. Um, and, and so now we're post-pandemic a few years. And so a few things happened during the pandemic is one, well, everyone went online, everyone went live. Um, all of a sudden, so many people were like at home and like, oh, maybe I should start an online business. Right. So online business has absolutely exploded. You know, it went from, you know, I, I live out in the mountains in Colorado. One of the things I do, one of my passions is skiing. And sometimes you, I'll go skiing, like in the middle of the week, I'll go up to the mountain by myself. And I live in a town that gets tourists from around the world. And so you'll be riding the lift with someone and they're from out, you know, they're from Germany or Switzerland or they're from Chicago and they'll just get to talking to you. And then they'll start learn that you, I live here, you know, where they're vacationing is where I live. And they're like, well, how does, how do you do that? And, and, you know, what do you do for a living? (laughs) Which is, you know, it's always an awkward question but it used to be really awkward because i just say i've got an online business and no one even knew what that meant right um, but nowadays everyone knows what it means right you just say i have an online course and they all instantly know it because we've all we all know someone who's got an online business we all know someone who's got a course business or a membership mm-hmm. business or or we've all taken a course so anyways with the pandemic everyone goes online and um and it was great for me teaching those people but all, but competition did increase. Hmm. And um, so, you know, right now, my because I get to see inside so many businesses, mm-hmm. among all our thousands of PLF owners, but especially in my masterminds, you know, I've got about, you know, 70 or 80 businesses there mm-hmm. where I track them pretty closely how they're yeah. doing. And I'd say most people have struggled in the last year and a half. It's yeah. business has gotten harder and costs have gone up. Competition mm-hmm. has gone up. 
And um, and it's just become a, a tougher environment. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm supposed to come on here and be a cheerleader and everything. And I, I still think it's like the, the greatest opportunity you could ever imagine. But you but nowadays you have to be better. Yes. You just you gotta be better. Yeah, I see it too. Especially mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I bet you probably a lot of the folks you talk to, you know, at least behind the scenes are tough. I mean, it mm-hmm. it's it's gotten tougher. So, you know, for the last couple of years, or not 18 months, maybe, like we've been like every promotion we do, it we we feels like, you know, we're really having to fight. We're 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 we've hit our numbers every single time. We figure out a way, but but we've had to fight for it. Mm-hmm. And it felt like we were like going into the bottom of the eighth inning to use a baseball analogy, which I'm mm-hmm. always careful of sports analogies because I know you've got listeners all over the place. But, you know, it feels like we're going to the eighth inning down by four runs. And then, you know, we put on a big rally and we pull it out at the end. Um, but yeah, it's gotten harder. So this last launch, one of the things I did, you know, we pine- sort of pioneered live doing live broadcasts as part of our launches. Um, but I started to look around and it was it's harder to get people to show up live for, for any type of broadcasts, webinars, trainings, anything. It's just the show up rates are a lot lower than they were three years ago. Mm-hmm. It's just and it's 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 across the industry. It's across yeah. the Internet. Um, it's not again, I've got data points from a lot of different businesses. Right. And, um, you know, you just have to fight for it. You know, we didn't used to have to like, collect texts and, and text people, you know, mm-hmm, we didn't mm-hmm. used to have Telegram. We used to all these different ways. We're trying to reach out to get people to show up. And I'm like, you know, let's, let's stop fighting this. And because I think right now people want what they want when they want it. Yes. Instantaneously. That's yeah, they they don't want to do a live broadcast. They don't want to have to show up for that broadcast. And yeah, once we got them to show up, we could hold them mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we put on a great show. We could hold them, but getting them to show up is hard. So in this last launch, we went back to video and we mm-hmm. went back to using really nice video. And we but we took like typically in a launch, there'll be like three uh pillar pieces of content. Mm-hmm. We call them pre-launch content or PLC. And so we'll PLC one, PLC two, PLC three. And so our PLC one, we released sort of like, it was like, a, we called it a lesson one. Mm-hmm. But instead of being like in the old days, we'd release a video and the video might be 30, 35 minutes, highly produced, beautiful B-roll. It just flies by. Once people start watching it, they get just boom. It, it's beautiful video. Um, scripted. So it's tight. There's no wandering around. Yeah. But we took that same message the same material and we split it into i think the first plc had like eight different videos and they were anywhere from three minutes to six or seven minutes Mm -hmm. and they all ended with a cliffhanger we basically tried to recreate netflix Mm -hmm. and i thought of it like this we released a season and they could go watch the entire season and they could binge watch it and each video auto loaded it just rolled right through just like you're on netflix and, you know, each video ended with like a little cliffhanger and a teaser for the next video. And then, so that was lesson one, or I thought of it like a season one, PLC one. And then a few days later, PLC two is the same. It was like eight or nine videos, a series all tied together, all rolling one after another, just like Netflix. And what we saw is the consumption went through the roof. Um, 
And and a lot of times in launches, the comparing data is like sort of an apples to oranges comparison because we had to compare the consumption of the video this year versus like 2018 was the last time we'd done video. So it's a mm-hmm. not a perfect comparison, sure. but still comparing this year to 2018, or it might even been 17, whenever the last time we did video, our cons- our consumption more than doubled. In, in fact, in a lot of areas, it quadrupled. And what we saw is people returning, like they might watch the first four, mm-hmm. uh, four, four videos in that lesson, and then they would come back later and watch the rest. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you have a 35 minute video, no one watches half of it and then comes back. It's right. just, then you're hunting and pecking, trying to figure out where you were. Um, so, so consumption went through the roof, but we also, I know when we're live, there's just this added intimacy when you're mm-hmm. live. Um, and especially like I'm comfortable being live on, mm-hmm. you know, it's just something in me. I, I'm yeah. very comfortable with it. And I know there's greater intimacy there. And yes. in your marketing, you always want to take people, people to higher levels of intimacy in as you go through your relationship with folks. You want to build the intimacy. So PLC one and two were those were the videos, all the little videos. PLC three was a live broadcast. But by that point, I felt like we had earned them showing up because of, you know, those video series, they deliver real serious value. I mean, we sweat over those things. So delivering all this value. So then by the time we get to that third one, now we've proven ourselves. We've proven that we're going to deliver value. And so the show up rate, I don't remember what the number was on it, but the show up rate was very, very high in that third broadcast mm-hmm. um, because we earned the right. We mm-hmm. earned having them show up with those first two PLCs. Mm-hmm. And then for three, did you also then release it to the people that couldn't be there live? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We released a recording and we did it. You know, we lightly added it, added it. So, you know, just to tighten it because when you're live, you're never. Yeah. You're never as tight as when you're on sure. you know, scripted video. So yeah, we touched up, but we released that on um, you know the next day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Within the launch, again, I know this was one of your your better ones, but what would you say is um, what do you think really drove people over the edge? Like I love the breakdown of the formula. That's really interesting. And I think making it bite-sized pieces, because one thing I do notice is people's attention spans, right, are much smaller. And I feel like they're also in content overwhelm all the time, right? I, I even see that with clients and, you know, you're, it's obviously very directed content for them, but they just aren't reading in detail. So what do you think, because you mentioned competition growing too, is it, do you think people keep coming to PLF? Obviously, it's a very proven formula, but because you're also like the OG in the space, or or is it, you know, something else? Well, uh, um, I do think. Let's see how to answer that. I do think we have great positioning. We've got great, yes, great positioning. I was going to say great branding. I don't know if our, you know, we have this great brand. We could probably do better yes. with our branding, but we do have a great brand. We have great positioning. We have amazing partners that tell the world about us. And so one of the things that's unique with us is, uh, relatively unique with us, is that almost all of our top partners, our joint venture partners or Mm -hmm. our affiliate partners, Mm -hmm. all came up through our community. 
Mm-hmm. There are people that literally started their businesses based on product launch formula, mm-hmm. grew a business over time, grew an audience, mm-hmm. and now tell they're so grateful they tell their audience about us. So I don't you know we we probably had added like I think about thirty. 32, 33,000 leads during this launch. So in a, in a, in a week and a half or two weeks, we, that's the number of leads that joined yeah, our list. That's tremendous. So there, there's that. And when they're, yeah. when they're sending the, they're telling their audience about us, they're not right. just saying, go click this link. They're saying, Oh, product on formula and Jeff and his coaches have changed my life. Yes. And this is, this right. is how, why go check it out. So it's a very endorsed, well, the, the endorsement is incredibly strong. Mm-hmm, it's, it's an mm-hmm. endorsed mailing. Um, so so that's super cool. But I will tell you that in a launch, um, you know, so I've got this great big formula. Every, every step of the way, I'll tell you what to do. But at the end of the day, you have to put together a great offer. Yes. And you have to be able to communicate how that offer is going to tra- change people's lives. Yeah. You yeah. Know, no one wants to buy a course. No one, No one's just woke up in the morning and said, you know, damn, I, I really feel like buying an online course. No, said no one ever. Right. You know, right. They, they're like, I, <laughs> so you know, I, right. You know, it's like, I, I want to learn how to play guitar. Yeah. I want to learn to speak a second language. I want to, I want to, I wish I had a meditation practice. I just can't make it stick. You know, it, I, I wish my dog would come when I called, when I called it. I wish I could put more of my first serves in when I play tennis. Right. So they have though. So you're offering a transformation. And so you have to convey that what you are offering is going to give them that transformation. That's yeah. that's the essence of this formula. That's the essence of marketing. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, I, I obsess about our offer mm-hmm. and we get a really good offer. And one of the things we leaned into AI, I mean, AI is mm-hmm. oh, like right. on yeah. everyone's mind right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and everyone's got a different feeling, a different take for it, uh, on it. Um, but you know, like right now, where we're at right now is it? It I think it helps a lot of people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do some of the hard work of a launch of a marketing yeah. campaign. You know, I, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to at least get you past that blank page. It's going to get you a right. start. Yeah. And so we leaned into that. That like this is the time. You know, you have a window right now mm-hmm. where is you know if you can use. AI, the tools where they are right now, mm-hmm. and how to use them, you it's going to help you launch. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, we, we, my team and I, but mostly my team, um, created our own AI that we call Launchy. And so it's basically designed to walk you through creating every single asset for your launch. And, um, the idea, like, as I got into my launch, I was talking about every every step of the way, I, was, I had to teach the core formula because yeah. you need to understand the formula. That's what's going to make the difference. But I also showed how integrating the AI tools could allow could help you create all your assets so much faster. And then about halfway through the launch, we had this unveil, uh, you know, where it was like, oh, and by the way, we also have a tool that's going to do that for you. And so I think we created a really good offer. If you've been thinking to yourself, I wish I had a personal brand that was easy to articulate and really captured all that I do, then look no further. Check out www.thebrandid.com today 
and sign up for a brand strategy session. We work with thought leaders, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, authors, and speakers all the time. And we have been doing this for nearly 15 years. We love the work we do, and we would be so honored to help you uncover and define your personal brand. So check out www.thebrandid.com today and sign up for your brand discovery session. I know you're about to relaunch your podcast and you're rebranding it. it has a, a whole new name, Dare to Launch. What's what's inspiring you to uh, to get back into podcasting? Because it definitely takes up time, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I I like listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy listening to podcasts, and the podcasts I like to listen to are conversational. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they tend to be long form. Mm-hmm. You know, they could be anywhere from, you know, an hour. Some of them are a lot longer than an hour. Mm-hmm. And I love, like, I go out for a run, I'll listen to a podcast, you know. And, and, and so I re- I do enjoy podcasts quite a bit. And that I, you know, I, I can't remember how many episodes, not that many. I briefly had this, I had a podcast a few years ago. And it was me talking into the microphone. And I mean, I, as I've been, as I've demonstrated here, I can talk for a long time, but at some point, you know, I get bored with talking to myself. And um, so we have a few people on my team. I've got a great big team now, yeah. a few people on, on my team who really been pushing to do this. And I'm like, okay, we can do it, but I want it to be conversational. I want it to be, um, you know, not hours and hours long, but I want it to be long enough where we can, you know, dig into a topic and I want it to be conversational. I don't want it to just be the Jeff monologue show. Mm-hmm. And so um, Chris on my team has really been spearheading it. So Chris is my is my co-host. Mm-hmm. And and we were playing with different formats, but it's 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 usually Chris and myself in one guest. And that guest might be from someone from our team. Mm-hmm. We've had various people in on our team. So we've got just incredible people on our team. Mm-hmm. Or just some of my buddies in the industry. Mm-hmm. Actually, most of them they're folks that are in my mastermind, okay. um, and and a lot of them are folks that no one's ever heard of, but are just unbelievably brilliant. And I know how brilliant they are. And I, yes. I know their backstory. I know everything about them, and um, and so we're just getting on and 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 having a conversation and having fun. And mm-hmm. Chris has brought in some some fun pieces. There's there's always a there's always my team. And I are somewhat obsessed with tacos. So there's, <laughs> there's there's always some taco related questions in each episode. That's um, so funny. I saw in the artwork, it said powered by tacos. And I meant to ask you if that's some new um, new online media hub or something, but now no, I get it. No, <laughs> no yeah, there, there's always some, some deep in-depth taco questions every episode. <laughs> that's cute. Uh, you, <laughs> just the the time we've been talking today, I feel like one of the things that you're most proud of and just brings you the most joy because you, your face lights up every time you talk about it is your team. You mentioned that you're now at um, 38 people strong. And I know there's also a few family members involved and I just would love to hear how you've grown the team and um, anything else you want to share about it. Yeah, so um, we it's a big team now, and um, 
So I'll, one thing, first of all, I was very slow to growing a team. I was too slow. Uh, I think we had, um, so when Mary left her job, mm-hmm. and Mary, you know, she's, a, she's an engineer. Mary's very accomplished. She, she left her job. She came home. And in addition to taking care of the kids, she instantly dove in to help me out. So initially she took over customer service, which I just hated doing. Uh, so yeah, just, it just, <laughs> it made my stomach hurt every time yeah. I, it's, and it's not like people are mean or anything. No. It was, I just, they, they getting caught up in that, like the process stuff, just, oh, it literally made my stomach hurt. Yeah. And, um, and so Mary took over, uh, over that piece and then she's continued to take over more and more. But, you know, we were at, I, let's see, I think we were, we were, we were at a million dollars before we hired anyone. A million dollars in sales before we hired anyone. It was just and, the two of you then. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, and then we brought on Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty was our first hire. Betty is still with us. So that was two thousand and seven when we brought on Betty, and um, and then my brother joined us. So that was the four of us, mm-hmm. and we and and the business kept growing. We were at four million dollars in sales with the four of us mm-hmm. and we were all working too hard. It was, it was, it was just, yeah, it, I should have grown quicker. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the bad pieces of advice I heard from like a guru, a business guru back in the day was don't hire anyone. It'll make your life a living hell. Mm. And I, I would say it, Tends to make your life more complicated. Mm-hmm. If you do it right, it makes your life better as well. Mm-hmm. It allows you to leverage and grow. So um, very, very slow growth. I would say, um, it, you know, in 2014, so I'm deep into this. We're still at maybe six people or something mm-hmm. like that. And then we started growing. And then going into the pandemic, we had probably around 2022. And then things just took off for us there, grew another big growth spurt. And so mm-hmm. we've added people. Um, it's been a it's been a journey of learning mm-hmm. how to be a leader. I think I think I'm an extraordinary leader for our clients. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a very, very good leader in the industry. Mm-hmm. And leading the team has been a learning experience for me. It didn't yeah. come naturally. Um, I wasn't good at it, um, but now I've been doing it for a long time. So I think I've gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. And now I have an amazing uh, COO, Chief mm-hmm. Operations Officer. So basically the way things are organized is um, my COO is my only direct report. I guess mm-hmm. Mary's a direct report to mm-hmm. my wife, Mary, but I don't ever like to talk about that in that way <laughs> because we're we can understand why yeah <laughs> gotta tiptoe around that one so mary doesn't report into jen but everyone else on the team does um and so i've got one direct report and then she has a leadership team under her of i think we've got six people on that leadership mm-hmm. team that's something that we've just developed in the last year and a half was yeah. really having that leadership team mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's they're fantastic. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. we we have this you know incredibly. I think it's a very strong culture. Um, we are virtual. We've mm-hmm. always been virtual, but we do you know we do live events. So big chunks of the team will get together. Um, yeah. We did our first 
big retreat where everyone came in. Mm-hmm. That was um, last summer. And then we'll, we'll probably be doing another one. Um, we we have now, it used to be they were just in the States, but we've got people all over the place now. Mm-hmm. We have people in Australia. We have people in South America. Uh, we have people in the Philippines. We've got people in Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, U.S. and Canada, Mexico. Right. So yeah, it's um it it's become quite a team with a strong yeah. culture of people that really like tacos. Powered <laughs> <laughs> by tacos. Yep. <laughs> if you were going to start a business today, what would you start? Would you start a service based business, product based, like you have something different? Yeah, I um I'm a big fan of product. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of, of lifestyle. Um, I. I like to get away from my business and I do mm-hmm. often get away from my business for big chunks of time where I'm completely disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with a service business, that strikes me. I, I'm sure this is a limiting belief, but it strikes me that that's inherently harder. So I do like product based. Now, like you look at my, the mastermind groups, is that product or service? I mean, I was wondering, I was thinking that exact thing, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that, how, you know, because they're not buying a product from me. Right. Uh, so I guess, you know, we we do, you know, three meetings a year and then they're in contact, you know, 24-7 all year round. We have, you know, we have a couple of different ways they stay in contact. Yeah. And we're monitoring that and we're continuing the conversation. I'm very much part of the groups. Yeah. But the groups also know that I'll take off for big chunks of time as well. Right. So, yeah. I, I'm, And I think that mix of product with some type of continuity, some type of membership is a right. gold combination. I think in all these years that I've been in business now, so started in late 96, mm-hmm. well, however many years that is, there's only been maybe one year where I didn't have some type of ongoing continuity income. Mm-hmm. Because I started off with newsletters where people were paying me right. every month for that. Um, and, and now we have... The continuity is both in our mastermind groups, but then we also have this group, our, our launch club, which is just this, it's our highest end coaching program. Mm. And super, super powerful. We've got, I don't know, 350, some mm-hmm. 400 people in that super strong community, but that's also a, an ongoing membership. Okay. Membership. You know, it's not, it's not $47 a month. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. And our launch club members, obviously they've, launched products i'm assuming right yep. is that the yep. and yeah it's, it's about helping them grow a business you know we have set many different levels and some people come in at like literally they've got an idea yeah um, yeah you know, they've got an idea and they've started building an audience um and we can we've taken them from there but and frankly eight years ago when we started that's where everyone in that group was but now right. we have in the group that have multi-million dollar businesses. In fact, that second mastermind I told you about the yeah. one I started three years ago, that started out of Launch Club. It's called the Launch Club okay. Mastermind. And I, I had to create it because mm-hmm. people in Launch Club were having so much success mm-hmm. and they were starting to achieve at a level where they, to, to keep them in my universe, mm-hmm. I had to find a way to serve them at an even higher level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we've done in that group is now, we, we occasionally have people that come straight in from the outside world, sure. um, but mostly they come up through Launch Club and, and um and it's just, that group is just on on fire right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. 
you've done a tremendous job of building your personal brand along with the name of your product, right? Product launch formula, PLF. Is there anything you would have, again, in retrospect, done differently about that? And, you know, kind of pre-talk, pre-recording, we were talking a little bit about um, succession planning and where things might head in your business in the future. So just any thoughts on that? I'm really curious to know. Yeah. um, So a lot of what I've done over the years, people like, uh, you, you have to just always remember that a lot of this stuff is just we're making stuff up on the yeah. and <laughs> we're about to go into a launch. It's like, what are we going to call this thing? So a lot of times people, they just assume that everything I do is like brilliant. And it's a lot of thought behind it. And sometimes it does. And other times like we're just, you know, just trying to keep our head above water. Um, so I'll tell you, Rachel, one of the things that was very clear to me from literally the first few emails I sent in 1996 was that people uh, that I needed to use my own voice? Mm-hmm. You know, back then a lot of people were starting to publish online, and they were trying mm-hmm. to look big and important, and they would talk, use the royal we. Mm-hmm. You know, they did this, and they try to use like corporate speak, and it was really clear to me that that was a mistake. So I've always, um, you know, I, I think when people read my writing, mm-hmm. when they they can hear my voice, yeah, and certainly my videos, they, you know, they're. I think I have a a warm conversational tone. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think it's very friendly. I think it's very authoritative. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, you know, experienced, it's welcoming. And, and like, if you go watch, you know, I've got 500 videos on my YouTube channel and all of them are very conversational. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just, I, I'm not trying to put on airs. I think. Yes. In general. And so um, I see that is built you know, that, that's a, a big piece of my personal brand um, is that people know what to expect from me. I've been very, mm-hmm. very consistent over time. Product Lunch Formula that has grown into this amazing brand. Mm-hmm. But again, it was just because we kept doing it. We kept getting results for our right. clients and people talk about you when you get results for them. I will tell you that um, one of the gaps for us right now is um, we now have product launch formula. Mm-hmm. We, there's the Jeff Walker brand. Launch Club has become quite a brand now mm. because we're eight years in and the success we've achieved there. Um, we need an umbrella brand mm-hmm. to all of these. And we don't have that right now. Mm-hmm. And that's been something we've, we've, you know, in between all the projects and everything else that's going on, we'll put on our hat and try to think of what's that brand. And we've been, we thought we had one about, you know, last, about a year ago, mm-hmm. we thought we had one and um, it, every team came up with it. Chris on the team came up with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we really liked it. I liked it. Um, and then we went, to, you know, no, it wasn't trademarked. We could get the domain. Yeah. It's all looking good. And then we went to our IP attorneys and they're like, the reason it's not trademark is you can't trademark it. It's, yeah. too dis- it's, it's descriptive. Yes. Yes. And I know a lot of you folks will know what I'm talking about. Some won't. This is just IP talk stuff. Um, there's some things you can trademark and other things that are difficult to trademark. Mm-hmm. And so um, so we we're back. Sort of that, that kicked us in the teeth a little bit. And so mm-hmm. early this year, we're like, oh, we got to work on that 
on an umbrella. So if anyone's listening, you're like, I've got an amazing brand for you, Jeff. I amazing name. Then you know, get a hold of me. Or you can get me on Insta. You can get me on the socials. Um, yeah, I'd love. Yeah, we we need an umbrella. And and one of the reasons we need that is you you had mentioned succession, and mm-hmm. and you know the fact is I'm not as young as I used to be. You know, of course, none of us are. But at some point, I would like I, I want this business to continue beyond right. me, beyond my involvement. And uh, I, I think we've done amazing work. We've mm-hmm. got incredible results. We have these incredible communities that I'm not willing to abandon. We have an incredible team that I'm yeah. not about to abandon. So we are talking about succession. Um, and I think part of that succession is we, we do need a brand, an overall uh, brand that holds everything. I think ELF's private firm is a great brand, but it doesn't, it, it it, it, I think it's it's a sub brand under mm-hmm. one brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, I, I'd welcome your opinion on that. What do you What do you think? No, I agree. I feel like PLF is a sub brand under a bigger brand because it's one product line, right? And just like your Launch Club is like could be another product line, even though it's a it's a membership. So yeah. I agree, but I'll I'll think on that now that I know that you're you're looking for the umbrella brand. Yeah, we are. So last question is, as uh, we wrap up here, Jeff, you are relaunching the podcast. Uh, You've got your masterminds going. You, I think, launched your book is also going through a revision or has gone through a revision. Um, Is there, is there anything else in the works um, in the next year? Not, not just for the next couple months, but anything else you see your company putting out? Yeah, um, we're well. We're just about to go into strategic planning for the year. Okay. I think um, you know we we continue to invest big time in Launch Club. You know, we just mm-hmm. did a huge revamp of that. That well, we're coming up on a, we're about eight months into completely mm-hmm. re- redesigned. We created our own app for it. It's it's really something special. We um, we created new higher levels. People can now in Launch Club, they they can get on a coaching call every day of the week, every business day of the week. Mm-hmm. We don't expect them to, but if they need help, they can get, they can get out with a, an amazing coach every day of the week. So that was a massive revamp of that. Um, I would say in the next year, I have a I have a few ideas for like smaller live events I would like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll probably be, you know, they'll be under the radar. They'll be things we only tell about, you know, some of our, we're not going to advertise. We're just going to go out to some of our high-end clients. Um, but I think, I think it's this next year is just continue to lean into launch club and PLF Mm -hmm. and this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, I think that, yeah. So I think it's sort of going to be a repeat, but everything's changing all the time. I mean, we just, just rolled out two new campaigns in the last three weeks. Um, you know, we've gotten to a point now where the team is just, they're, they're just hitting on all cylinders mm-hmm. and it, and it's enabled our speed of implementation mm-hmm. and speed of evolution to go through the roof. So for us, it's about getting better at, at selling the, the, the products we already have, getting better at serving the people we already have. Yeah. And then I have a couple ideas for like small, almost mastermindy size yeah. events, you know, 12, 15 people. Um, but that's about it. That's great. Well, looking forward to seeing those those new things come to life, especially the listening to the podcast. And where's the best place for people to reach out to you? You mentioned Instagram and your website, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty like I'm not super active on the socials, but Insta yeah. is 
then I'll look at. So a DM there okay. uh, is a great way to get me. Excellent. Thanks so much. Thank you, Rachel. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Business of You. If you found a little dose of inspiration or learned something new, please leave a review and share it with a friend or even two. Interested in building your brand and business? Tune in next time to the Business of You podcast. And remember, there's only one you. You're the biggest differentiator your business has. Until next time, friends.